Ah, what up, me here? Welcome to a brand new Comic Crusader special. And today, what? We have an awesome return guest. He is an amazing actor. He's a comic book creator. He got a project out now. It's volume two of his baby right here. The one, the only, Mr. David Asmortin. What up? Ah. They let me out. They let me out of the dungeon. Yay! It's so good to see you. I love this show. I love. I think you're such a fan. Uh, I love your passion. Uh, It's good to finally be talking again. It's been a minute. Yes, it has. I haven't. Well, it was 2019 when we last spoke, and I even got to see you momentarily. I think it was at San Diego somewhere. Yeah. Real quick. I was like, damn, (laughs) you recognize me? Like, where about it? Oh, is that Al? There you go. So. Thank, thank, thank you for coming back. Uh, we got some stuff going on because I know you got this dope volume two out. But before we step into that beast of a book yes. that I just read too and I loved, thank uh, you, fantastic piece of thank work. Thank you. Uh, what was that journey like between that volume after volume one? You know how did volume one go, and then you stepping into creating this volume two? Well, you know, I was ready. I was like, I finished volume one and I was gearing. I was like, I know where we're going now. We got a werewolf. We got this bad vampire coming in. We're going to have this this stuff that I know I need to have happen. So I'm writing and, and Dark Horse is like, hey, man, the books are doing okay. So we're going to keep making some more of these. And I'm going and I'm going. And then the pandemic happened. And I was like deep into issue two, excited about where I'm going with my ideas and thoughts. And my editor calls me and says, I'm so sorry. We're putting everything on hold indefinitely. We don't know what's going to happen. So, you know, I was I was sad. I was down. And then I turned to all my inspirations to help get me through um, the, the pandemic. I'm reading all my old favorite comic books and magazines. And I just said, forget it. No matter what happens, I'm going to write these scripts and if Dark Horse never can come back and publish more, then I'll figure out a way to keep going. So I just kept writing, man, and it helped me get through the pandemic. And I and I and I wrote about a lot of the things I was wrestling, struggling with, and it made its way into the book. And boom, two years later, they you know in twenty twenty two, they called and said, "We're ready. We want it back. Let's do this." Yeah. And we started putting out volume two, and now we've got you know the trade paperback, which I'm so proud of – I think that Lucas continues to elevate his game in a way that just takes things to the next level. Um, the story, for those of you who get a chance to check it out, it is my honor to share it with you. I think that it gets scarier, more emotionally hard-hitting, more complex, and more fun. Uh, and I'm just – I'm so proud of it. I think we took a huge leap forward with this second set of stories, you know? Ooh, really? You know what, folks? We have a trailer, a little sneak peek before we start showing you some art and where it's actually going. All right, so check this out, folks. How did it come to this? I used to be a legend. Oh! (laughs) I got my teeth! show i am your host dr fearless now before we get back to tonight's creature feature we have a word from our sponsor i am smiling 
My dear fiends, does your cat's litter box stink like the dead? Are ghastly smells haunting your house? Dr. Fearless prescribes Mew Mew Fresh Litter, guaranteed to make those erroneous odors rest in peace. <laughs> Isn't that right, Bubblegum? <laughs> what do you have there, Bubblegum? Is that... Is that what I think it is? Boils and ghouls, the fact <laughs> is finally over. Bubblegum has just informed me that our favorite monster hunter, Jerry Bartman, is now back. Look, Jerry's still wrestling with her inner demons. Ooh. She's also bracing to do battle with a procession of werewolves, bloodless giants, dismembered zombies, and vengeful vampires. <laughs> <laughs> Will her past come back to haunt her? Or will she unearth the truth, slay the beasts, and save the world? It's all your night's work for Beloit, Missouri's KSKB TV's top-rated horror hostess. Prepare yourselves for the return of Count Crowley. Amateur Midnight Monster Hunter. Coming soon to a comic shop near you. <laughs> you know, that's a good comic book right there, Count Crowley. That's a good one. You remember that one? Written by that Dalmash Dalmashkin guy? What's his name? Dalma <laughs> Dalmatian? Dalmashkin? What a weird name. Right, that's Malchian, of course. And the art by Lucas Kettner. They're fans of my show. No, they are. They're... They are fan they're fans of the show, you guys. I know they are. They I heard it. <laughs> I saw it. I saw it online <laughs> somewhere. What a goof! Oh, yeah, I, I I love this. It has me cracking up. Hysterical. Thanks, Al. That that joint with the cat, yo. The way <laughs> you want me to tell you a quick let me tell you a quick story. Are you were you a fan of the Suicide Squad, James Gunn's movie, The Suicide Squad? Oh yeah, man. Okay, I, I, I'm not a critic. I'm a fan, so I enjoy fan. all this. So, stuff. in that film, I played Polka Dot Man, and there's a scene at the end of the film where I am battling Starro the Conqueror along with Bloodsport and and Harley Quinn and Ratcatcher Two and King Shark, and we're fighting Starro. And we were shooting that scene down in Panama in January of 2019 or 2020, I should say, right before the pandemic. And this cat, this beautiful cat kept coming up to us on set and wanting to be petted and wanting to be loved. And I ended up falling in love with that cat and I rescued her. And that's the cat that's in that video. That was my, po that was my polka dot man cat that I adopted while we were oh, making what? Suicide no Squad. Way. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're not, not, not even better than most. So let's get into it, kiddo. I mean, and look, look at that face. Oh, that's the face only a mama could love. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> and let me yeah, tell man. you, that whole joint with the, the pronunciation just killed me because I will never forget you for teaching me that small chin. That's right. Said, that small oh, okay. That small chin. Oh, man. Got said, it. Thank you. Bro. Got thank it. Thank you so much. I will never, ever forget that. And let's get into it. Look how sexy this book. Look, look at them colors. Look at this page going back to that old school style with, yeah, with a host, if you will, yep, to introduce yep. us into the madness. So let's get into it, baby. 
What, what's popping off in volume two? You, you know what I love is that we go back and we're always introducing new Crypt Keepers, new hosts. So like with this one, Vincent Van Gore was uh, Lucas's <laughs> idea, actually. I oh, thought yeah. that was brilliant. This uh, this creature who's like a mummy uh, zombie who's painting in probably blood and gore. But, but I needed a way to go back and tell the people who hadn't read volume one kind of what's been going on, get you up to speed on the story. So we use that old school tales from the crypt um creep show you know ec comics kind of uh vibe and so instead of the hag we got vincent van gore and for those of you who start reading the book you'll see i'm always introducing new kind of crypt keeper horror hosts to try and frame the story so man we just went back into it hard we like told a little bit of what had happened right before but then um but then with lauren's colors and lucas's art i was like let's just let's jump into this thing and and get get going you know intensely so you know in the previous volume she had been confronted by a werewolf that she that almost killed her turned out that werewolf is a dude who goes to her aa meeting and jerry (laughs) has been told by you know her mentor vincent frights that the only way to deal with a werewolf is to kill a werewolf and she's like but this is a good guy he's in my a group he's a he's becoming a friend of mine and and he she wants to try and help this guy but of course he's scared of her and again, Lucas's art to me just evokes uh, something very nostalgic, uh, and I yeah. think it's just so beautiful. Look, look at this gorgeous. Look at this color. Look at this panel work here. This is them at one of those A8 meetings. Yep. Let me tell you, man, you came up with a pretty cool way of how to end a werewolf family, huh? I never heard it like that before. What the hell? Yeah, what? Yeah. Where were you, man? This pandemic <laughs> had you walling out. Son. Dark, dark. It was dark. But here's <laughs> the thing. Here's the thing, Al, that always bothers me in every monster story, almost, especially with classic monsters. I've always been a little bit frustrated that it felt like it was kind of like if vampires are supposedly these eternal beings, these creatures of the night that are like devil spawn. It's like really some wood through the chest is all it takes. All I got to do is carry around (laughs) a crossbow with the wooden stake in it. I could be blade and take out, you know, 400 vampires in a (laughs) nightclub on any given night or throw like a UV light bomb. So in the world of Count Crowley, because Jerry has to overcome her addiction in order to beat the monsters. And for me, overcoming my addiction nearly killed me. It was harder than anything I've ever done before in my life. So I wanted to make destroying monsters harder than it's ever been before. So for vampires, it's much harder than the way we've been taught. And and there's a plan behind that because, see, monsters have been feeding us fake information, fake news if you will for uh, years trying to make us think that like the way you kill a werewolf so, so are you telling me that the monsters work for fox news they <laughs> they are they're running the show man rupert murdoch was a vampire you didn't know that he was like he traded his millions for some some getting bit by a vampire so you know? i i feel like what happened is with werewolves i'm like silver bullet that's too easy I'm talking I love about, Silver Bullet, though, that movie. It is, oh, I love that movie. But you know what I mean? Best jump like, scare ever. Yeah, that was <laughs> when so I was good. That, that and, that and uh, The Howling scared me. So I saw that when oh, I was yeah. too young, man. I was a little kid, and it was on, like, HBO. So was uh, American Werewolf. And I saw both those when I was a little kid on HBO. I was like, they freaked me 
out. But <laughs> but I but I was talking to my buddy Elon Gale, who's a great writer. He works on a lot of Mike Flanagan stuff. And I said, Elon, like, what is a hard way to kill wolf? He goes, Well, you know, a dog breathes through its tongue. So if a dog loses the function of its tongue, it suffocates. And he said, What if there's something to do with its mouth? And and I'm like, Oh my God. What if the way they destroy a werewolf is by you have to capture it, you gotta chain that mug up and you got to cut its tongue out like damn oh you got to reach in its mouth that is yeah. insane you know reach I mean? in there. it's like i want it to be almost impossible to kill monsters in this world you know what i mean but let me ask so what if i does it go back to that old lore if i kill the head wolf for example by cutting off its tongue we gotta Ooh, you gotta find cured? out i don't want to tell you yet no because, we don't know Ooh. because there's plot that has not yet been revealed that I think is important uh, for people because in my opinion, all these things do go back to a source, but really? how far back does that source go? And we're going to learn about that in stories that I'm working on right literally right now, man, I'm sitting here writing scripts as we speak. I got my journal. Look at this guy. I got, look at this. I'm working on uh, a script in for Count Crowley here, a script in Ooh. this journal, a script in this journal. I mean, nobody's going to – I'm not giving any spoilers away today, but, like, this is the new volume I'm working on right now. We got oh, some nice. exciting stuff happening. Look at <laughs> – that is the geek den for sure. Yeah, The man. madness room. I Look at this. It. During the, the pandemic, me and the kids, we got out the old school monarch models and we started oh, painting cool. and assembling models together. Didn't they do a good job? That's my son, Arlo, my daughter, Penny. They did such really? a good job. They did that? Hey. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, dad <laughs> might have helped a little bit, but you know, that's, <laughs> that's all right. Bad. I give them the credit. I give them all the credit. It's a thankless job being a dad sometimes, so that's all right. Uh, it's about always, I think. And look at that always. Fangoria behind you i love it with the suspiria wow dude. yeah you know what this is a, actually a prop there never was a real fangoria of with suspiria on it no. this is a prop we made for i did a movie that's coming out this year called late night with the devil and uh it's a very fun horror movie that i think all y'all will love but we uh, wanted a prop that would look like what would a fangoria magazine been in 1977 so we made this but this is real here's a real Old school Fangoria, Dick Smith. Oh. Yep. And then look at this. Wow. Dracula lives. Well, this is the, this, this, that's collection, man. This is the first <laughs> horror comic I ever bought when I was in about fifth grade. I bought this. It was a uh, an Apple Comics comic called Blood of Dracula. I thought it was so cool, man. I read it 20,000 times over and over again. Oh, that's so awesome. I am digging it, bro. I mean, look at you. Oh, that, 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 I love the lab, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is it. You know, every mad scientist needs a lab. I got to create monsters in here, and this is a say. This is a great space for me because it's surrounded by inspiration. I got comics. I got my toys. I got photographs. There's a picture of my mom and my daughter. You know, and then oh, right, absolutely. right next to that is the, is my local horror host from when I was a kid, Cremation Mortem. And then right next to that. My annual Christmas card from Svanguli. I got hey. a lot of inspiration, man. Um, and I'm I'm a blessed person. I'm 21 years clean and sober in May, and I got um, thank Beautiful. you. And I got I got a lot of gratitude. The fact that I get to write 
and create a comic book. Um, Not just that. I, you, I, you, you are Mr. Multiverse. F that. If there's any one person in comic book film that could connect, you know, the, 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 the big two, it's you, man. Mr. Multiverse, baby. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thank you. I love Thank it. You. I love, I love it. it. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. And I love, you know, there's so many passionate people who care about this stuff and it makes my me feel really honored that you know i get to create stuff that people really respond to and you know for people like yourself who understand the power of comic books what a gift that i get to uh not only acting comic book movies and tv shows but now i get to write and share one with the world that i think is pretty darn awesome you know yeah, man. and create shady characters because look at that dude in that second panel oh my yeah, yeah. god nah, that nah, looks like he's... somebody that you just want to hit like oh yeah just you wait <laughs> just you wait so 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 these vampires that are in new york you know when you made that joke earlier that's not a joke because what's happening is it's 1983 it is the dawn of cable television and these dudes back in new york these vampires they found this rich old dude who may look a little bit like a uh, you know old Rupert Murdoch? They got this guy <laughs> to trade his money to build a media empire in exchange for vampiric immortality. And so these guys are plotting. They want to buy up their own 24-hour cable news program so they could start pumping fake news into the minds of Americans and the world, uh, so they could take over. I mean, dude, I've ri- I wrote this. In during the, the time that we're living in right now, and trust me, I, I is no illusion to me that there are absolutely monstrous people dominating information and and oh, try yeah. to you know put push these crazy narratives into the world. So for me, the the fact that vampires have told everybody that oh. You, you know, the the way you kill us is totally wrong, and this is all wrong. It's no different than being like, oh, I didn't lose an election. Oh, I didn't do that. You know, what I mean, it's all just the power of putting lies out. You know, it's and it's been happening to us for thousands of years. People in power say, oh, you look different than those people. Those people are your enemy. Oh, you speak differently than those people. Those people are your enemy. Oh, you are uh, live in a different place than those people. Those people are your enemy. It's how monsters and how bad, how 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 powers can 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 conquer us. And I hope yeah. that Jerry will overcome all these things she needs to overcome so that she can help <laughs> fight the monsters. We have awesome sauce radio in the house, and he's asking, "Are they sexy vampires?" At least <laughs> there there will be some. Uh, but there are some that are just so grotesque, man. There's a, there's a gnarly old dude that's nasty. There's going to be some, because, you know, a lot of these vampires turned when they were in their twenties, thirties, and they were, you know, you'll see, you'll see. There's oh, I uh, can't wait. Plenty, of, sick. plenty of sex. Uh, this, this man is, is, is sick. He's, you see, he's doing something for us. That's going to be something even greater. I mean, look at this panel work. I mean, she's getting a what for and a lesson right there from the big homie. Yeah, there it is. Vincent Frights, who used to be one of the great appointed monster hunters. Now he's living in a nursing home. He's starting to battle dementia. Jerry is going to him to get advice, and he's old school. He says women can't fight monsters, and only those of us who are uh, part of this club can do it. And she's like, well, bro, there's nobody else out here fighting, so if you don't teach me how to do it, you're screwed. Uh, I love love that character, even Mm -hmm. though he's a total pain in the ass. Yeah, man. I mean, it's, it's, it's old school. 
and, 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 I, I, and, I, and I love how he's written because I, I get it. You write him so perfect to that. Yeah, thank uh, you. I have you. a dad that's just like that. Everybody's <laughs> got somebody like that. And you it's like, can we learn from those people while at the same time yeah. being like not letting their bull crap get to us? Sure, yeah, you yeah. know? I don't let it get to me. I I, I, I laugh it off. Yeah. Uh, like, what it, you got to no, do. And all I say, it's not like that anymore, but whatever, yo. Do you, right? <laughs> yeah, I love Vincent Frights. I love the way Lucas yeah. drew him, and I, I think mean, he's yeah, just bro. like – Man, he's like all that old school. Imagine like Peter Cushing and Vincent Price and all those guys, you know, all pushed together with like a grumpy old George C. Scott or something, you know. That's what I see in that last panel. George C. Scott. Yeah, yeah, painting. Grumpy (laughs) old mean ass mother flower. I love it. But look at it, it is beautiful art throughout again. Look, folks, this is something you can read. It's not going to be a quick read. I mean, it's it, it's it's a lot. It, it's it's character building. It's world building. A lot going on. Like like Dave says, yo, we're going to get some some amazing stuff. And this this book is out now, right, Dave? It is out now. You can get volume two, Count Crowley, amateur uh amateur midnight monster hunter. She's now available in stores, uh, comic shops. Please. Support your local brick and mortar comic shop. Go to your local comic shop. Ask them if they got Cal Crowley. If they ain't got it, it'll be there. And the next time they get their delivery, uh, you can do it that way. You can, of course, buy things online. And I always encourage people who don't have access to comic shops to do their online shopping. But if you can, go to your local comic shop. Tell them yes. uh, Al and Dave sent you. And Comic Crusaders uh, is a show that everybody should be checking out. And uh, yeah, man. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you for hanging out, folks. You heard the man himself. You want to follow Dave and, and get a scoop of what he's doing? Follow him on Instagram at Das Mochin. All right. The links are below. Of course, you know, the, the book is coming out through Dark Horse. Like, as he says, support your local comic shop. Go run there right now. Pull that baby right off the rack. If they don't have it, tell them right now you need that in your life and get it ordered. All right. And make sure to check out everything that Dark Horse got, too, because they, they're pulling out some fire, man, not just from Dave, but some of an amazing arsenal of talent, all right? And so with that, Dave, thank you again. Bless you on this journey, bro. Much love. You keep doing what you do. Me, Hente, you know what it is. Stay tuned. It's ComicCrusaders.com, UndercoverCapes.com. We got dope stuff coming out. Hasta la próxima, mi gente. Wepa! Wepa!